John, does your mom listen to the podcast? She does, Brian. Mine doesn't, but that doesn't mean that I don't love her. And you know what's coming up? Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. May 14th. So you know what we could do? Well, we could send flowers. Oh, really? Where could we get those flowers? Moms love flowers. My suggestion, Bouquet in a Box. Mm, what is Bouquet in a Box? It's a new online flower bouquet business. And right now, they want to give our listeners our a listeners. special deal in honor of all the special mothers in their lives. Who doesn't love a special deal? What kind of special deal are we talking about here, buddy? We're talking 15% off nice. your Mother's Day order, okay? And I don't know if you know this, but Bouquet in a Box has been around for over 50 years, and they grow, pick, and make all their flowers in california california you know what else is in california our podcast yeah hollywood anonymous what's the promo code for this by the way the promo code for bouquetinabox.com you go there right you go to the website you type mm-hmm. in promo code hollywood hollywood that's one word us. yeah that's our that's- promo code and that'll give you 15 percent off your mother's day order guys don't forget your mom's this mother's day go to bouquetinabox.com type in promo code hollywood and get 15 percent off nice we love moms we love flowers they go together and we also love special deals Hollywood promo code, bouquetinabox.com. Happy Mother's Day. All right, we can do a show. You want to do a show? Nah, I don't know if I want to do a show. Come on, guy. We got the mics hooked up. All right, we can do a show. Should we do it? Should we? We should do that every week. Just pretend like we're not going to do one. You know what? No, I'm just. I'm going to wrap up the cable. I'm. I'm wrapping. I'm wrap, and then get farther. I'm leaving. I'm t- see you later. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm back again. You wrap, know what? I'm going to wrap up the cable. And I'm back again. How you doing, everybody? Ha-ha. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Hook. That's great news, everybody. It is so great. there's the cat. What uh, um, you know? You were talking about your mom just a second before we came on the air about making recommendations for me. Well, yeah. Um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, your mom made fun of me. She did make fun of you. Yes, she did. Yeah, it was pretty. I went. We were. I was. <laughs> Well, first of all, first this of, is, let's talk about the recommendations. Your mom recommended I watch a show I think that is now defunct. It's probably canceled now. She wants um, you to watch Matt LeBlanc's every, show, Man with a Plan. Here's the thing. My mom also likes Big Bang Theory, if no, that no, tells you anything. It, no, your mom is not that far different than anybody else that uh, knows me. Everybody recommends every single parenting show or any dad-related show to me, and I've watched 0% of them. But I think, because if, I think if you I, would... It's not because the recommendations are poor. <laughs> I actually just not... I don't want to watch anybody else. Also, if you watch those shows, you'll realize how they don't mirror real life, and there's no point in them. <laughs> I can't say that for sure, but I have yet to take up anybody. You know, Modern Family's been recommended to me. Like, But that's just funny. I mean, not because you're a parent. That's I don't no, well, have kids. I watch Modern Family. But they recommend it, or like Parenthood. Well, Parenthood was good. I watched that. I didn't want This Is Us. Ooh. See? Dude, This so Is far, Us, So far, you're though. watching them all, but I don't. You but know what, I, though? You don't have any family, so. Well, here's the deal. I have a wife and a mom, and yeah, I have right, a family. But, but uh, This Is Us, it's man. It's competition, by the way. Uh, literally, that show made me cry every week. And uh, uh, because you're not on it, because I wasn't, because no one ever asked me, because I saw Andrew Santino on one episode, and I was like, you know what? If they're going to be giving out roles to redheaded people, that's right. That somehow get mad about it. No, it's just it really. There are some. There is really just the one plot line that I cared about. Two, actually, I guess. But but every week, man, they had something that I was like, Ugh. me and me and Nicole watch. I'd be like, you know, I was, what we get? You want me to put pizza in the microwave? And I'd have microwave to leave the room. Pizza. I had no idea. I just had to get out First of there. Up, that's the most disturbing part of that whole co- the story. There was uh, microwave I meant to say, pizza. I meant to say oven because we don't. I've never cooked a pizza in the microwave in this apartment. I have done that before, but not where. Well, I lived back now. that was back when. Yeah, I remember those little. You could get those. They were like I don't know if they're called Tinos or Tito's, Tito's or something. Tino's, but Tino's, were, Tino's, Tino's. They were like they weren't. 
They were they were disgusting. They were like ninety nine cents, I think. I remember buying like fifteen of them once, yeah. and just shoving them in my freezer. That was that was when you had no money. Tino's was the cheapest option for pizza, and then well, and then called. banquet yeah. fried chicken was another thing that I was big. Banquet on fried chicken, anything banquet. Basically, if you looked on the back, the saturated fat was like one hundred and eighty seven percent saturated mm-hmm. fat. Which I'm not lying, by the way. I, I exaggerate a little bit, but I think I saw the back of one. It was one hundred and twenty five percent saturated fat. Which I don't even know how. That's impossible. Well, you just add twenty five percent to a hundred. It's uh, yeah, math, right? <laughs> it's math. I don't know what your problem is, but uh, all right. So back to why your mom made fun of me, and it was legit. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, it was definitely legit. But my mom, you have to understand, is um, seventy years old and uh, not a weed smoker. Um, as to my knowledge, has never. Right. Uh, but but I don't know. You know what I mean? She could be. Yeah. You know, she could have had She's her. 70. That puts her, how old was she in the 70s? Well, let's just the say early, that. Late 60s, early 70s. If, your mom would have been. If you looked at pictures of her on her honeymoon in Spain, you would assume that everyone was smoking dope just by okay. the outfits. But So she's lying to you is what you're saying. I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. But, um, but my point is, this is a woman who, she's been to one Grateful Dead show in her whole life because mm-hmm. she wanted to check it out. Uh, it would happen to be the last show, by the way. Um, but she's not like a partier, right? You know, the last show before Jerry Garcia passed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in '95, and um, and remember they had that bad 1980s song. I will get by. Uh, Touch of Grey is not a bad song. In comparison to what they were, the '80s, I think, pop bubblegummed a lot of. Like I, I don't think you're you're completely out of your element, dude. Yeah. Don't talk to me about the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'll... I'm not talking about the Grateful Dead. I'm talking about bands that had a certain level you're of respect in about the, the Grateful... '70s. You were talking about the Grateful Dead no, right there. They, you were saying I said, they the, pop bubblegum. Did yeah. you have no idea what you're talking Everybody about? Everybody did. They had, in the no, 80s. they did not. Dude. Every band in the '80s bubblegum. What pops. a weird, vague, broad, shitty. Yeah, every I band. I did. Every band. If you guys could see the Slayer was so pop bubblegum in the '80s. Let's calm down with that reference. If you want to talk about referencing stuff, but my point is. I have the biggest brush right now in the room, so I just broad stroked it. It took half the wall. Yeah, great. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Shades of gray. Point is, my mom, we went to spring training in Arizona, and uh, my mom was there, Nicole's mom was there. Actually, Santino was there, a couple other friends of the family, my uncle, my cousins, and someone brought up, oh, it was a friend of my cousin's, like, hey, I uh, listened to your podcast. It was really good. And I was like, hey, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate that. And my mom goes, yeah. Did you hear the one where Brian called joints marijuana sticks? And then everyone <laughs> at the table starts laughing and mocking you and ignoring Chris Bryant's Grand Slam well, because we're too busy calling everything marijuana sticks. Yeah. Maybe Chris Bryant used a marijuana stick to hit yeah. that Grand Slam. It was hit with a really well-rolled marijuana stick. <laughs> he knocked that ball. I mean, you'd have to, that would be the tightest joint ever if you could hit a baseball with it. But yeah, that was funny. So she made fun of you for that. But I think she's just having a little fun. I don't think she's really, um, like she doesn't go around to her friends at Bridge and talk about you. Okay, good. Marijuana. She didn't talk about me and marijuana as they're, sticks. As they're playing Bridge and passing the- He the, called the marijuana sticks. Yeah. Man, then, we don't know what you're talking about either. And so. then she starts laughing. She's like, can you believe that? He doesn't even smoke bongs. And then she like pulls out they're like, like a four They're like, what's a podcast? Is that <laughs> exactly. a cassette tape? <laughs> How do you, when do you have to turn it over? <laughs> Guys, we have to cut the show short. We're running low on tape. <laughs> There was a time, dude. Can you imagine if we were to give pot? That's why they weren't. That's why they didn't exist because people can't do reel to reel by themselves in you, their basements. No one will ever truly be able to appreciate uh, how sensitive to time and appreciation uh, uh, enjoy how those two uh, come together. Like running out of time and enjoying something. Like imagine before this would have to be before CDs, whether it be cassette tapes or albums. When you got a cassette or an album of 
a band that you were like, yes, and you were stoked, and you were on an emotional music high, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're done with this fucking side, so let's all take it down a notch for a second and flip everything over, whether it's an album or a cassette tape. You got You actually have to change it over. Like It just kills that vibe for a second. No, th- no kid in the future is ever going to understand that whole thing of like, you have to stop whatever you're doing for a sec. And go over and flip it. It'll or walk over, turn the record over, party. turn the tape over. Imagine being at a party and just want to play fucking music. Well, guess what? I think the longest cassette tape was 120 minutes, which but that means was 60 minutes on, per side. On side. Yeah, well, so they did. at yeah, 60 yeah, minutes, yeah. everything fucking stopped for a second, and somebody had to go over in silence and play music. Bring in our guest. Our, I'm so upset right our now. Guest. <laughs> I was that just, was my gong. I was just oh, going to say... Rest in peace, Chuck Barris. <laughs> wow, there thank you go. Gong show reference. Good, thank you. Uh, guys, our guest uh, on this episode of Hollywood Anonymous, comedian, veteran, uh, lover of tattoos and Hawaiian shoes, uh, Justin Wood, everybody. Hey. Justin. How are you, man? Justin, you good. know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, there was a time. There was. There was. Um, there was a time. I like... That's a good thing. <laughs> no, putting, put every, you ha- everything stops for a second at parties back in the day. Everything had to stop for a second when the music stopped because... Or Unless you got that tape flare that flipped over on its own, dude. Well, that was high-tech stuff that not everybody had. Or about house. that nightmare scenario when it eats the oh, tape. Jesus, and then you got to get the pencil out and <laughs> I put just, it back. <laughs> dude, unfortunately... I, you're not quite sure if it's ever going to sound the same <laughs> yeah, again. And yeah. it doesn't. And it's all... It's like you can see the tape is wrinkled. It's like you're looking at it. It's all like... Ugh. But, dude, I was at a f- Memorial Day or f- I think Memorial Day party in Venice... When I first started dating Nicole, she had a friend who was having some party. So I, I was like, yes, of course I love go driving to Venice and going to the beach. <laughs> I have yeah. to pretend I love everything when I'm trying. <laughs> but so we went to this thing and they had, this girl had a uh, a radio. It was like the exact like boom box that I had when I was a kid. Like the first one I ever had mm-hmm. was like an exact, it was the one. And I was like, I go, oh my God, I had this one when I was a kid. This is the first radio I ever had. And I was super excited. And she was playing like... Prince, which was more exciting because the first two tapes I ever bought were 1984 and Purple Rain. Oh wow! And I, and then something happened where the music stopped, and I went over, and I tried to eject the tape, uh, and it had stopped because it had eaten the fucking tape. And I, I'm standing there holding the tape with the tape coming out uh, stuck so in there. That guy, everyone looks it. over and they're like, "I thought you said you know how to use one of those." You're and I was like, guy. "Oh god." <laughs> Not a big Prince fan? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, look at this guy. Hates Prince all of a sudden. Like, no, I love Prince. Could have fooled me by the way you're manhandling that tape. Oh, fucking tape. Were you a part- Did you ever do the Columbia House? Dude. I used to uh, lie on that stuff. Like, of course. Every of course. time I get one, my, and my mom gets so mad. She's like, stop. Stop. Please stop. Because your mom had to take the phone calls. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. What? We need to talk to Judge. Is there a Justin? He's nine. That's what my friend, my friend Chris Conley, dude, he, he started getting, he's like, hey, man, during the Columbia house. I'm like, we're in fourth grade, bro. What are you doing? And and his mom, he's like, he never paid anything. We got like 10 tapes or whatever. We're like, great. Let's go listen to Dio. And basically, we just like the artwork. Right. But then like his mom starts getting these phone calls from collection agencies. Like, uh, Chris Conley owes us money. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I've, I've been going to Columbia house. He's getting taped 10 at a time or whatever. And she's like, well, stop doing that. And she calls the place and she goes, you know what, guys? Fuck off. He's nine years old. All right. He, you're an idiot yeah. for selling tapes to a nine-year-old. Do some research. And then Your that order was came in. Cr- that should have been your <laughs> first was, sign. That was literally it, 
Oh, they didn't sue. They were like, okay, sorry, th- keep the tapes. Well, I guess yeah. like because if you, but if this is how it worked back then, mm-hmm. is they knew that there was a a large portion of people like us were going to cheat the system. Yeah, but then there was all these other people that, that weren't that never stopped the tapes from coming once a month and, and would pay for them. I would get and, and, the Doors' and that's greatest hits, send how, it yeah. back every month. I, I didn't know who the Doors were when I was in fourth grade, and I would and like get to sixth grade, still don't know who the Doors are, and I'm starting to get these tapes, Doors' mm-hmm. greatest hits. All I can do is make fun of the guy on the cover, Jim Morrison. Me and my brother are like, who is this shirtless weirdo? Like, We thought it was the funniest tape cover we'd ever seen, but I kept sending it back. Oh, yeah. I went and saw the movie The Doors in the theater and you wished you about still 400 had times. That's hilarious. See, I would just never put my real name on there. I just like write fake names yeah. down. So when the collections agency would call, my mom would be like, you got the wrong number. I need to talk to Bertrand never... <laughs> yeah. Bartholomew Edmondson. And let's be honest, some of the some of the choices, you kind of had to... Oh, yeah. You, you weren't always getting what you wanted, mm-hmm. but it was free, so you didn't give a yeah. shit. You were willing to just There's always whatever. one or two on there you'd be excited about, and then you'd get like seven... That were like C plus, uh, maybe. But there was when you go. I mean, <laughs> it's just funny to think about the limited amount of information yeah. we had. Like you're looking at a Columbia house. It's no shit. It's a pamphlet. Yeah, it's a yeah. pamphlet. You go online now. I could go on my phone. There's a million songs oh, yeah. just in my phone. Yeah, and they and they were stamps, if I'm not mistaken, right? You had to pull them, yeah. the ones there, off yeah, and yes. put, them, yeah. put them on the <laughs> thing, right. like match them. It's like just to make sure. That's how they made sure you weren't a robot back then. Instead of checking a yeah. box, you're like, I could put stamps on a thing. The best is if you got it during Grammy season because they do one special. Like all the Grammy nominated that's right, albums. Yes. And that's when you realize then, that most when... <laughs> Grammy nominated music is garbage. And you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't want this crap. But then I'd get my double disc, my, my double tape. But like, oh, God, dude. But hey, that's a lot of rush. It's all great memories, right? It great does. stories. It, I mean, it was funny. And then I look, I did the 10 CDs thing, too. When it came over to the CDs, I was that's oh, where I got my first. My dad was yeah. like, listen, you guys have a choice. We can either keep getting Encyclopedia Britannica or we can get ourselves <laughs> Columbia House. Which shitty thing do you want keep sent to the house over and over again? This is Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, talk about lack of information. Oh, man. I got to do a report? Well, go to the Encyclopedia Britannica and get something out of there. But... That I mean, was, or go to the library. Dude, no. On set, I remember I would procrastinate all the time, and my mom would get pissed, and she'd be like, "Well, you got a report. Now you got to go." She would take me to the fucking public library and drop me off on a Saturday, and I just stay Love there all day. Saturday library while I, shit. While, while I wrote a report and like basically copied shit out of a book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine though what it must be. It must have been pretty hard. Much. I don't know. Do you think it's harder to catch people cheating back then? I'm just like plagiarizing, to, like people like sell term papers now. Like that was well, you had thing, to, yeah. Right? I, I was, mean, it depended on who your teacher was. Your teacher yeah. was either had had their shit together and knew when someone was or was didn't care, and didn't, didn't care, yeah. yeah, or just lazy and was just like, well, gave up. There it is. Yeah. They, they, they turned it in. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> great, you did it. You put your name on the top and you put answers in the place where they're supposed to be. <laughs> Justin, where'd you grow up? I grew up in a little town called Unionville Center, Ohio. Okay, it's about uh. About forty-five minutes outside of Columbus, like uh, so. But, okay, like our population was like two hundred and two. Well, you grew up in a small, yeah. small yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't have stoplights or anything in town. What? Oh, uh, nice. How did your family end up there, or did they, was that that's where they? Well, my uh, aunt lived there, and um, when my mom married my dad, my dad always liked being out in that area. So lots we were of land, kind of thing. Yeah, it was like we had we were Division Six in sports in high school, which is the smallest in Ohio, but we had like the third largest. Like actual school district because we just all farmland and everything. Oh wow! Okay. So it's one of those. Type oh, deals the school where... district in terms of 
actual volume. space yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. It was huge, All right. But yeah, attendance like I was in like class sixty two. Yeah. So you know, wow. What you're yeah. Saying. Yeah. Like when we oh. have reunions, it's just like. Weekend, we're like, oh yeah, hey, great to see you. Twelve of us will go to the lake house, and then that'll be the class (laughs) reunion. Yeah. So I don't. I've never gone to any of my reunions, and I and I've noticed because obviously with Facebook, you can kind of if you don't go, everything gets posted, and obviously they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. But um, do you even do you do them? I've only had or or your reunions like you just go back that weekend and everyone's like how many learning that Justin is a newborn baby. He's only had one high school reunion. (laughs) Well, but I guess what I mean is like how many people from high school because it was small. Yeah, do a lot of them leave or a lot of them stay in that area? They almost all of them stay. And why is that? Do you think? I I think because in those areas it's all family. Like you graduate high school. And you're either a jock and you're going to go play football or something at a D3 at a, at a, school. Okay. But you're going to come back and work on the family farm after your football career. Okay. Or you just stay at the family farm. Or we had Honda in Marysville, Ohio. So a lot of people's ambition in life was to uh, get there get a job. Yeah. and get a good yeah, get union a, get a job, job and pay Honda. well. I think so. you're right, though. I think, so. I mean, I'm, from, I'm not from a small town. I'm not from a town that small, but I think there is a lot of draw, like when your family is in an area. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what you want. You want your own family. And you, you know, there's nothing, you know, Sticking by your parents or sticking by your brothers and shit. That's you know, that's right. totally normal. I think. I think it's actually now when I look back on it, I think we're the abnormal ones. And I don't mean that like in a negative. I don't <laughs> think I think more people probably I don't know the actual statistics, but yeah. I think majority of people are like they stay within a certain region. Yeah. Oh absolutely. Close to home, if you will. And then there's another smaller percentage of people that mm-hmm. actually like, I'm gonna go out somewhere. I don't know where I'm gonna end up in life. But I'm just I'm gonna kind of follow it wherever yeah. it takes me, and yeah. I think that that's a smaller percentage of people. It seems to me. Yeah, I mean, I think some people have that. You know, I got to roam, and then some people are just like, why? Like I've heard, you know, Ashland, Wisconsin. That was a town that, as I was going to college there, I was like, I cannot wait to move out of here and go somewhere else. And then yeah. one kid one night was like, Why would you leave? This town has everything you need. I'm like. There is some truth I mean, to that. Though, I guess when you, when you break it down. He's right. I had a job. I had an apartment. Yeah. I, you know what I mean. I could sustain myself. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the area is amazing. So and, and look, let's, I had let, friends. I'm not from a small small town, but <laughs> yeah. a small enough city outside of Milwaukee that I also I understand mm-hmm. that you can you can live a good life. Yeah. In most parts of the United States, yeah. you can live a good life if you stay within a certain mm-hmm. region. You don't have to make a million dollars to live a wonderful life. And so I I kind of like now the older I get, I get that. I get yeah. the whole like I see why you didn't go that far. If this is what if this is good for you, yeah. awesome. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I um I mean, don't get me there's a lot of times where I miss the small community lifestyle. Um, you know, it's just I really appreciate like growing up in that kind of environment, you know what I mean. Like, were you I, did you were you, did you want out? Were you the I want out kid? I'm the I'm proud to be from here, but this isn't for me. Okay, I'm that type. Did like, you always know that? Like, yeah, when you were in high because school, like, you're like even in high school, even in high school, like everyone was like a jock or a farmer, and I was just like that class clown. Like I was, I did, but I didn't realize that. Hey, you know, stand up comedy is a thing. Like, right. you know, you watch it on TV as a little kid, and you're just like. It's like looking at the moon. You're like, I'm never going to be there. Like, yeah. I, I can't crazy. do that. That's crazy. Imagine yeah. what he must have gone through to get that. And then, like, I w- went through a divorce and everything. Like, because I was in the military. In high school? When it, no, I, yeah. I, 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 high school. I was like, you did a lot in high school. Yeah. It was yeah. like four years. He does more yeah. before before senior <laughs> yeah. year than most people do before they're 35. Um, uh, what, uh, what 
the military? Why did you, what was going on that you went that way? I wasn't doing anything. Is this right after high school? Did you no, go to the military? No, no it was, I was 21. And um, which, which came first, the military or the egg? No, which came first, military or uh, marriage? Military. Right, okay. Yeah, like every veteran. Um, but what happened was, I, I just <laughs> kept. T- I, I just kept caught, telling I just myself. Sorry, John. John was way ahead of me on that. One. Sorry. <laughs> I caught. I just realized when I was like 21. I was like, I haven't done shit yet, and I'm looking at my friends like all graduating college now, like buying houses and stuff, and I'm like, What are you guys doing? And then. <laughs> I was just like, you know Starting what? Starting a life and shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's, well, dude, I think 21, that isn't, I didn't know anybody buying a fucking house at 21. Yeah, oh, and that's not, I mean, it goes back to the rich farm families back, like, yep. guys go back home and they, their parents, like, build a house for them and stuff. Like, okay. We raised a barn in your honor. Go yeah. live on it. <laughs> exactly. So then I was just in the military and uh, was dating a girl for about four months and was like, hey, we should probably get married. Oh, there you I'm, go. I'm getting ready to go to Iraq, you know. To get the, you wanted to bring her with, with, with yeah, a honeymoon? Yeah, or? It's a good honeymoon. Free location. vacation, honey. <laughs> you but said it, you wanted to go somewhere warm. Is <laughs> yeah. this warm enough for you? I heard they got great school districts here. Oh. Um, <laughs> but no, it, I mean, I was only married like a year and a half. Like my divorce process lasted longer than the actual marriage. They so always it was do. one of those type deals. Like, you're I'm 23 and I'm already divorced once. So it was. <laughs> were you guys, but when you got divorced, were you just like, yeah, this isn't? And you just. Yeah, like, yeah. It was. It yeah, I don't like, even know where she is now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like. I well, you have no kids. There's no. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's more so like, like a, a boyfriend girlfriend yeah, breakup. Everybody basically. moves on. Yeah, like it was yeah. a whoopsie daisy. Yeah. You both how long were you. You said you were going to Iraq. So how long were you deployed for? I was deployed for 15 months. 15 months. So basically, you never were really together in the first place. Nah, it was it was a long distance yeah, relationship. Yeah, like when go. I got back, like we had a few months together. And that and was like, it. Dude, this sucks. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go back to Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. Yeah. And how long were you in the military altogether? Uh, six years. You're six years. From so you 2003 to 2009. What do so you sign first... a three year at a time? I signed a four year. Four year. And then you got to do two years of it's called inactive ready reserves. So if like something would have happened and you still have that two year you can get where back you in can there. still get yeah. deployed like they can still call you up if like something too bad happens okay yeah so so you when you got in you got you got sent to Iraq pretty quick it sounds like yeah yeah right out of boot camp I was Let's home. Get a shit out did of you me. did you go in going where everything's great and then in the middle of it you're like oh, oh what no the no fuck um, is going on here yeah I joined after 911 okay. so I knew when I joined that there's a pretty good chance yeah okay. so that's why I was a human resource specialist because I knew that yeah I could get deployed but I'm not going to be kicking in doors or... What? So you no. never had to do that. So you no. show up in Iraq no. going, uh, we have a complaint that you smacked a woman's ass. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you, were, you did... So instead of a gun, you got a clipboard? What, what, yeah, what, I was I doing like clerical work. Like okay. uh, if someone would like leave post... I would like write their or like type up their orders and give it to them so they could like give those to the MPs and say, hey, we're allowed but to do this. You were there, so I'm assuming you you still hear war in the backdrop. Oh yeah, I mean, like, you're, my, the, you know the, what I mean by that is like I couldn't even background. even that like yeah, I, I've oh, just never knowing you're, that I've never heard bombs explode yeah, in my life. Like, Why would our, I hear bombs? Uh, where I was staying at, uh, I was at Camp Liberty, Camp Liberty in Baghdad, right at the airport, and it was one of the nicer, you know, as nice as it could be camps up there but yeah you'd still hear like mortar rounds hit the and they'd like wake you up but then like by the month 15 when you're getting ready to go home you're like guys you're not getting anywhere near anybody on here like stop we're trying to sleep like it's not you're just you kind of yeah and now you're just getting grow accustomed yeah, to the whole thing and that is the truth it. of the matter so yeah. like when you watch these movies and they're always constantly trying to infiltrate the bases and blow them up with like trucks and stuff like that that yeah. you, you were never under no, that, I was uh, never part threat. Of that and i'm not saying that stuff doesn't happen oh, i've I mean, never 
It just for, for you and yeah, your experience. Yeah. Like I had a pretty smooth tour. Like I was just over there, typed up some stuff, and I mean, I even talk about it on stage. Like I'll compare my war story to like a Vietnam vet or like a combat veteran. So yeah, but but. How do you guarantee, though, that you're going to be human resources versus having to be out there kicking doors down? Because when you sign up, you get your guaranteed job. And then you go to individual, after boot camp, you go to individual schooling for that. So if they're going to make you infantry, the army's going to have to pay a lot of money to re to like reclass me to make me go back to school. So when you went to sign up, you're like, look, I'll do this. But yeah. I'm not kicking. I'm not. Yeah, I'm exactly. Not, they're okay. like, what do you think about? They're like, well, what about a truck driver? I'm like, no, the truck drivers are uh, still... Have you ever heard of landmines, <laughs> dickhead? Yeah, yeah, put me in front of a computer. Yeah, and then it's like, dude, but there's too much internet porn. And, and, but yeah. I, I guess it makes sense, because I have heard that, it, that it's been an, uh, on a rapid decline of getting people to join the military. Yeah. So they're, they'll take you if, if you... if you're saying yes, yeah. but, they're like, good enough, yeah, let's go, let's go. Yeah, you got a beating heart, let's go. Come yeah. On. And did you... but But... The the place that you worked, where there guys, there were people there that would leave, would would go that out, that would leave and then come back, and yeah. some did not um, during your time, or no, or were you fortunate? We, I was pretty fortunate in that aspect. I mean, not to get too dark, but we lost a couple to suicide over there while you were there. Yeah, and that's uh, oh, I mean, that's the military's biggest problem right now. I mean, it's twenty two veterans a day. Like, but uh, but why Christ. there? I'm just curious. I mean, do they try to explain to you guys what's going on when this type of stuff happens? They like, do, but it's those guys that leave and then come back, and who knows what happened to them while, while they were out that day. You know, they could have seen something that, you know, it could have been. When you like, say leave and come back, I mean this isn't their they first leave tour. The camp yeah, they, they leave the camap They go to like Baghdad, do whatever you know, the mission the, is. The mission the they, they got to do, and they come back. And that was one of our guys' problems is he just had images that he couldn't get out of his head, like stuff that, that he had quickly, to do. That quickly, it, it can get yeah, to you. Yeah, so. I can't even pretend to understand how to... Now, were they equipped that. to deal with that stuff? Yeah, on, I mean, site? When, when we got back, we had uh, we had to like sit down with like almost like grief counselors, like, okay. hey, if there's, you know, you don't... But it's hard for like a lot of people because you get back and it's like, okay, if I say I'm fine... I'm going to go see my family. But then if you're like, hey, uh, you know, I'm not feeling too hot, you know, I've seen some stuff, then it's like, okay, well, you can stay with us for four months and then you can go see your family. So, uh, it's like, so a lot so of people guys just say, yeah. whatever, get me out of yeah, here. Yeah, and then it hits them after they already left and then they're, you know, you can't then go. you got and like... The, you can't, the, pr- the problem I I'm, would imagine is the unrelatability. Like for someone who was over there to come back and have to be somewhere where somebody's like... <clears throat> And then my my subscription to People Magazine didn't yeah, come, exactly. and my fucking toothpaste exactly. ran out, and I gotta wipe my ass with one ply toilet paper. You know exactly. what I mean? And then you're hearing that, and you're like, "Dude, what? I saw like people murdered and gunned yeah, down and yeah. shit, and like you can't. And, there's no you. Can't. And you're seeing a you. I mean, it's a different world over there, correct? There yeah, is no, absolutely. The culture shock is real, absolutely. correct? Like, oh yeah. There yeah. is nothing about this world that you live in now. No. That is that even compares to what was going on over no. there. Even even in even in a normal society, it is nothing like what we live in. Correct? And it's even even just the military itself. Even if you're in the states, like even when you get out, and then I remember my first job when I got out was at the Cincinnati Zoo. So I remember like. I'd have like high school girls yelling at me, like being just bitches to me. I'm like, right. I was just, I was just in Iraq, and now I'm like fucking Brittany and fucking Andrea are screaming at me. Like, I will kick you into the gorilla cage myself because I won't give them the day off. And then you know, I'm just like, 
That's the. That's they the, have no. So you're the saying there's thing, a, yeah. the point of reference of like how yeah. good you got it kind mm-hmm. of thing and life is. But you go. But that's the thing. You go over like I, even my cousin's kid was over there. He's you know he's a he was a gunner. They were in charge. Like you get put in charge of stuff. You're in charge of whole groups of men. You're you're leading people. You're doing shit that's like important for the yeah. day. It's like life and death importance. And then you come back and you got some kid fucking five years younger than you going hey. Bag that quicker, asshole. She needs her groceries. To, you yeah. take those groceries out to her car. It's yeah. like, dude, I will murder everybody in here. And But the one thing it did help me with is, you know, when I have day jobs now, when I see people, like, stressing out at work. Oh, man. I'm like, dude. Don't. You're going home to your bed tonight. This shit's eventually going to be over with. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like, I have to remind myself of that sometimes, sure, too, of course, where I'll yeah. be at work just stressed out. And then I'll just start laughing. Like, dude, you've been through way worse yeah. than this. Like, you've been away from your family for 15 months. Like, you're going, this is an eight-hour day. Like, suck it up. But you did it for six. Mm-hmm. Um, how much? Six of years, that? not six hours a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an eight-hour day. Just yeah. like, but I only put in part six time, hours. Part time. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I got a really good deal. I was an deal. intern yeah. in the military. <laughs> I was a tough negotiator before I got into this game. <laughs> day job reserves. How much of that six years was um, outside the United States, and how much of it was back home? Just the fifteen months. I was only deployed once, but once. Okay. I did go to uh, South Korea for two weeks once, which was actually why a just blast. two weeks. Because I was in the reserves, and you do your one weekend a month, two Where weeks a year. Where were you in South Korea? Uh, right outside Seoul. Like, we were right there. Yeah. Like, so we had a blast. Okay, I mean, can I ask you a question about that? So yeah. I did comedy over there. Yeah. I did. Not a USO tour, but, you know. Armed Forces. Armed Forces, yeah. yeah. And I, I, was, I can't He performed for the there. troops. It was the enemy troops. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no. You know what? When I, when in, um, I think I actually performed on that base. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably it was a beautiful base. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But they're like a small city, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I also um, we stayed on the base, but they had for some reason they scheduled a couple expatriate shows off campus. And I remember when I was driving past the military base, which Mm -hmm. is right in the heart of everything, and it's massive, massive, right? Mm And there were guys outside that were working for the Korean army that guard the base on the outside, but they didn't have weapons. And I asked somebody, they were walking around with these really big sticks. And I said, how come they're not carrying guns? And they, they go, ninjas, why don't you go? At, no. <laughs> but the person said, why don't you go find out what they can do with the stick? And then you can answer your question why they don't have guns. And I was like, okay. And I know there was, for whatever reason, they during can- that time that I was there, meaning they would beat the living shit out of yeah. you with that fucking stick. <laughs> well, meaning, yeah. And I their other point was like... Uh, the United States military is also five feet behind them, so I think we're okay here. Yeah. And I didn't understand. And I don't know if it was their military, maybe it was their police. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was just very interesting to me, like the dynamic. But they also told me that, um, and and I learned this as I was going base to base. And maybe you can uh, talk more to this. Base A jumping. lot of these countries they don't want us there anymore. They don't want because the base is, it's real estate, yeah. right? And especially yeah. in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Which, oh my God, dude, it is so packed there. Yeah, yeah. I had no understanding yeah. of how crowded. You must have been 90 feet tall there. Uh, I, I noticed that more in Japan than I did uh, yeah. in Korea. But what I did notice in Korea was uh, the commerce that takes place on the freeways because you yeah. wait for fucking ever to get Cali- anywhere. It makes California traffic look. So I'm not off on that. It's yeah. always like yeah. that. That's and, the one thing. But it was a beautiful people, city, by the people way. People ride their uh, scooters and stuff on the sidewalks. <laughs> I, like I walked out in front of like the, a moped. I'm like, what? The, you can't have that on the sidewalk. He's like, get your fucking walking ass into the street, then, dude. My favorite was when I when we had a driver that was taking us somewhere, never stopped at a stop sign. I was like, you're yeah. not stopping. He goes, those are just suggestions, and he just yeah. keeps going. Which is the thing we told our friend when he got his license. When we were 16. I go, you know, my friend goes, you know, stop signs with white borders are optional. 
<laughs> and my buddy for like a week finally because they said hey dickhead they all have white borders we're like dude yeah. they're stop signs bro you gotta <laughs> yeah. stop yeah but yeah, beautiful base in Korea. Yeah. I could see how that would be a fun time and for you. One of the coolest experiences in Korea was I got to go. I forget the camp name already, but it was the border of South and North Korea. And from me to the door was North Korea. And there's just it's like close a, for those wa- uh, listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like a desk that separates. And you see the North Korean army and the South Korean army. And you're just sitting there like. Whoa. And then if you need to say anything to anybody in North Korea, there's like a little microphone on the table <laughs> that you speak into and it goes to their building. Can you imagine? I was like, uh, hi, yeah. I just want to know if you guys saw the Friends finale. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, did anybody watch that? I ha- Ross I- and Rachel get together? What happened there? I have it on VHS. Yeah, I can't, I'm get, my, this. can't get my VCR yeah. to work. Probably uses like an open mic. Just go there and do, do it right? a half hour. Right, I'm gonna try a couple of bits. You guys <laughs> yeah. tell me what you think. What is the deal <laughs> with your leader? He's <laughs> yeah. a weirdo. Get a fucking different haircut. Where was the rest of your military time then? If you uh, like? South Carolina, okay. I was in Columbia, right on uh, South Carolina's campus at Fort Jackson, and then was all rest of the reserves in Columbus, Ohio. So okay. basically, 15 months in Iraq, and then Smooth you sick. drank beers and got laid a for a couple of years. Yeah, a lot of beer. <laughs> That's so funny. So. No, that's awesome. And did you, when just out of curiosity, in the 15 months in your Iraq, did, did a comedy thing ever come through during that time? Because I know that was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it did. This is the now, thing. So let me. So that, okay. is this what you're about to say? Is, is that when comedy started with you, or were you already doing comedy previously? No, no, that? no. That's when it started. Okay, that's so. when it started. Um, that's when I started to get the idea of it. Okay. And um, the coolest thing is like the arm, the All Warrior Network. You made a documentary out of this. It's uh, one of my good friends now, PJ Walsh came over while I was there and did a set. And so when I started doing comedy around town here, when I moved out here, me and PJ, just because we're both veterans, became friends. And I was like, I've heard these jokes before. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Not remembering. Yeah, yeah. But it, and it didn't dawn on me. Like I was like, because you know, you was the guy who came through. Yeah. So oh, you don't wow. you don't realize it because you he like you just go to shows like, oh, okay, I've seen this guy before. But what show was I on him with? Right. And um. He had a one-man show, and I'm just like watching the show, and all of a sudden there's pictures of the night that I was at the show. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy, holy shit. shit. That's where I know you from. That's, Iraq. And then, yeah. <laughs> so um, the like it was like emotional for me. I was like, oh, shit. I, like, well, because now you, you, you became friends with a guy who yeah. was the dude that kind of put in your head, like, you know what? Maybe I could be doing this. Yeah. And so it was it was when comedy came through while you were over there, you, you started getting that thought. Yeah. Did you have that thought previous? Well, I was like even in the military, I was still like the class clown of You're ours. Making yeah. Laugh. yeah. That was your but thing. Uh, when we were over there, it was like encouraged. Like all the higher ups loved me. Okay. Because they're like, This kid's never in a bad mood, like, you know. And also they just it's just something, break the tension, do something. Everyone's yeah. gotta be on edge the yeah. whole time. It's like And um You can't always fart on demand, right, Chuck? Yes. <laughs> So then, you know, I just got back, and in September of 2009, I went up for my first time at the Columbus Funny Bone at okay. Open Mic. At Open so, Mic? Yeah. How was it? I had 40-some people in the crowd, so I thought I killed. Yeah. You know? My family <laughs> laughed hysterically yeah. and told in, in my mom said I was handsome. Yeah. Like, in hindsight, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If someone was to say to you, I want to get into stand-up, would you say, do your first show and invite 40 of your friends, or would you say, go fucking somewhere where it's all strangers and just do it for a while before you he would invite say, your friends? In hindsight, now he, he would say, join the military for six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get divorced. Get yeah. divorced. <laughs> 
No, um, now that you've done it, I don't know because it definitely helped me because for like the first, it was every Wednesday. So for like the first three, four weeks, you know, my friends that didn't see me last week would come to the next week. So they'd be there. And then I'm like a month into it. And I'm like, I see this cute bartender. And I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a comic. Oh, you know? yes, I, yes, I, yes. I perform at the Columbus Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, Three I, open mics. Oh, this oh. guy is really rolling come, in it, uh, everybody. Come visit my MySpace comedy page. Oh, 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 oh please do. Please do. Please do. But um, so she was like, well, why don't you come do a show here? Oh. And I was like, of course I will. Yeah, like, I'll bring, I'll I'm a I'll comic. Bring, I'll host it, you know, because I still respected the game. I was new, but. I'm you know, newer, but I am a comedian. Yeah, I'll, I'll do yeah. that. I'll bring people This is in Columbus. Yeah. So, um. That was a rude awakening. <laughs> How did it go? Again, going back to my original yeah. question. But I think if I'd have done that first, I might have been like, I never want to do this uh, shit again. Okay, okay, so, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So So how many shows did you do at the hot waitresses or the hot bartenders? It was, a, it was a one and done. It was a one and done. <laughs> and uh, can I ask a, a personal question? Um, did you uh, sleep with that bartender? Uh, you know, I didn't. It was a, <laughs> that was a none and done. That was a yeah, none and done. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're a comic? I love comedy. She's like, I don't know what yeah. you just did up there, but it's not fucking comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, well, you know, it's not uh, for everybody. Well, well yeah. <laughs> or anybody or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Respect the craft. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you don't want to watch a guy work on some material. No. Like, But it was just crazy because I remember I was up on stage and uh, you just see people that aren't there to see comedy. Uh, and my head exploded. I was like, why aren't these people listening to me? Oh, why, God. Why, why, why are all these you'd beer never, noises? You'd never experience the fucking, they're going to be in the corner watching TV and playing pool <laughs> yeah. while you're yes. over here trying to Is tell dick jokes. Is there any way we can turn the music, the television, and shut down the pool um, oh! and actually have anyone look this way? No. no. Can I get a light on the stage or are we going to be no. in the dark over here? Yeah. You're in the dark. Is there a stage? No. Is no. a microphone? No. It may or may There's not no work. There's no cord. <laughs> it's not plugged and, uh, into anything. I forgot about this part too. Uh, when I was deployed, uh, Ralphie May, he was another one I saw come over. Him and Lana, when they both came over there. And then um, I came home to Columbus, and my very first... Co- I've never been to a comedy show besides over there. At right. the club. So, yeah. No, no in, in, uh, in Iraq, he'd never been... Yeah, no, I no. But wait, wait, so where you grew up? I'm assuming when you say Columbus, you must have lived relatively close. Is that like how you forty five minutes? Like okay, I could it, drive to like going to Chicago from Warrenville. Got it. Got it. Okay, yeah. just wanna, I didn't know. So okay. Um, at the Columbus show that I saw Ralphie at, like, I was telling him the story, and he's like, oh, that's so cool, that's so cool. And I was like, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, of course. So on my MySpace comedy page, uh-huh. my profile picture is a picture of me and Ralphie. And that's I remember right. the bartender asked me, like, oh, you know Ralphie? I'm like, yeah, I know oh, Ralphie. yes, dude. I was in Iraq, he was in Iraq. We, we came back to the States and chilled, yeah. dude. Yeah. Of course. That's like of course of course I know Ralphie. Look it's at my just, MySpace picture. It yeah. still made you none and done on that one. So Yeah. I think I might have had like my number four friend on my like oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you could have the top five or whatever. Yeah, yeah Ralphie made this number. Well, I'm in comedy. Yeah. I'm a comic. Have I mentioned I'm a comedian? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. But it's just funny uh, because you see it with so many new comics too. Like I sit there and all everybody, but that's everybody. You have you have that one, like you said, forty of your friends, and you're like, oh, I thought, I'm like, you know, I must be gifted. Yeah, I must be a natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe somewhere in my bloodline is Richard Pryor blood. Like, yeah, yeah. And right, then so, so you, you have eat- that that next show where you're like, oh, you know what? I don't think this was a good idea at all. Yeah. Ah. But the good thing is, and I think you would agree with this, you needed to eat shit in order to determine Absolutely. whether or not you wanted to keep Absolutely. doing this or not. Because yeah. I think until to. you eat you shit, you have to. You have to. It's that moment, right? It's that defining yeah. moment of like, can I? Can I deal with this? Like yeah. sucking mm-hmm. ass, 
And it's sometimes it's even worse if you eat shit in front of someone that matters to you a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's bound to happen too. Yeah, <sighs> man, and that that's that is really devastating when when you bomb in front it's of people. One thing that to bomb in front of yeah. strangers, yeah. but when somebody who, who really likes you or loves and you came and out like, because yes. they've never seen you yeah. before, and yeah. they're they're like, man, Ooh. I'm so excited and just wah wah. Yeah, that makes wah. my that that makes my chest hurt, man. That, but you know mm-hmm. what? The redemption of that is if you stay in the game. Yeah, and they eventually see you again. And you crush it or whatever, yeah. and it's like they and there's that you can tell with them. They're like, I remember when, and I'm so like, right. they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. right. there's a there there can be redemption if but, if it comes that way. That's why when someone that wants to come out and see me, like for the first time, I'm always I seldom will ever say, Hey, I'm performing at this bar. Come, like I always like wait for a good one, good one. Like, <clears throat> oh, you got to be selected. Yeah. But yeah. I think, a laugh factor gig. Okay, come to this. Yeah, like, but yeah, but yeah. I think that's smart. That's smart on your part, and also, um, you're doing them a favor. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and you're, you're always going to have that people. Oh, I oh I want to see you. When is the next time I can see you? And you never, they never. Yeah. Like twenty, forty years go by, and they're like, I'm still going to get to a show. And I'm like, Why do you still bring this up? Yeah, like, yeah I'm not, not still talking about it. You shouldn't talk about it. But right. but you do that. You're like, Hey, don't come to you know the fucking turd shack or wherever I'm yeah. going to be performing. Yeah. Come to the improv. Come mm-hmm. to the Laugh Factory. Come to the comedy store. And that way they can have a night out. Yeah. You don't have to there's no the pressure is off you in the sense like even if you eat your own dick on stage easy there's other comics that are going to come on and do a, yeah. a decent job it's like they'll they'll still have a good time regardless and then you look like you're doing comedy at a regular fucking show Well I remember when I uh I first moved out here in 2011 I was getting on Craigslist to look for shows because that's where you go. MySpace, Craigslist. And yeah, after I was uh, sodomized 45 times <laughs> yeah. and bought a couch and a fishbowl, yeah. I got booked on. So uh, it was like, want to perform at the world famous comedy store? It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Wait, yeah. you saw this on Craigslist? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I go there, and, uh, you know, I had a few oh. friends. I made a few friends out here in like the veteran community. On Craigslist? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the woman that I was booking me she was like yeah i just need you to bring seven people there it is got me but still i'm like dude okay it seems like you you were you were capable of doing that belly room at the comedy store okay bragging to my friends out here like hey i got a gig at the comedy store and i get there i see the lineup there's like almost damn near 20 comics on the thing all of us doing five minute sets and all of you having to bring seven people yeah Uh and i mean it was a packed room but like so even from there, I remember just sitting in the back, like, man, I thought the comedy store would be a lot cooler than this. Like, I seen funnier. Even yeah. Columbus comics are way better than this show. <laughs> but you're looking at a bringer show, yeah. And but you, at first, I didn't. I've yeah. never. I was never exposed to that. Yeah. I mean, I did those for a while yeah. when I first got here. But I, you know, I'm not bragging, but I did all right on them. That I became. You get to that one weird area where. The booker producer will book you. You don't have to bring you don't anybody. Have to bring anyone, just be funny. <laughs> and, and you're you like the promote. guy. Yeah, you're the guy they throw up when things. I had the yeah. same. Yeah, I did some bringer shows, and then I I was like, hey, I have three friends. I'm not dragging into these things anymore. Yeah. And I told yeah. the guy, and he goes, well, I go. So I show up one night. I go, hey, I don't have anybody, and I'm probably never gonna have anybody again. So which is you, actually not true because people <clears throat> always go to see, which is funny. Well, now, but now, but not being, you know, back then it was like, hey, man, I need five people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it was it's like we were gonna go out. Like now, it's like I'm gonna be at the improv if you wanna come. Want, if yeah. you want to come to the show, if you don't, again, that's fine too. But like yeah. when you need the people, I think it was just it was the, the pressure was too much. And I was like, I'm not doing that. The funniest part is I remember the first time I met you because it was when I was brand new out here and we were on a show together, 
And it was one of those shows where you were like the. Was it? A, was it uh, a TK show? What? Where did we meet? How did we meet? Opposite initials. Um, it was at the Yuhu Room in Flappers, and it was a Kenny Thomas show. Oh, Kenny Thomas. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, who I know from like, fuck, from a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, you know, I was doing him, but I actually, if you're going to do a bringer show, he did it the best. He would like get a bundle of tickets. And he'd sell them to me for 20 bucks. And he's like, hey, sell these to your friends. If you bring friends, that's fine. If not, that's cool. Because he's already getting a little bit of money from the ticket. So I'm like, you know what? If you're going to be a producer like that, I don't yeah. think he does those kind of shows anymore. But I don't think so either. But the way yeah. that he, I think that's a lot more respectable than just having someone. Because, I mean, you could be a jerk to your friends. Like, yeah, dude, hey, 10 bucks a ticket, you can get in. And you paid 20 for them. So you can make money off your friends like a sketch ball. But, but, you, but I'm sorry, but if that... If that's your mo, you're already yeah on the Especially, wrong. Oh, I was two years into it. Like what yeah. I would just do is, hey, do you have? Do you want to come to the show? Here you go. But there's a two drink minimum, so I'm warning you about that now. But and uh, a zero comic tolerance. Yeah, <laughs> most but, of what you're gonna see is not gonna work out. Yeah, tonight. but I remember I had a few of my army buddies up there, and uh, John was on there, and that's the very first show I met you on. And I, I just remember you just being funny as fuck. And, oh well, that's yeah. good. Now that's, it's just. Well, it's funny now because I think John knows any time that I start producing a new show because you're like one of the first people that I hit up. Dude, I I love that though, man. Like I'm I'm just like everybody else. I need stage time too, man. Yeah. And like there's like Brian Swinehart used to run all these rooms, and he would every time he got a new room, he's like, "Hey, man, do you want to come on and be on the first show?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. A lot of those times the room would fail, and I don't think that was my fault. But no. (laughs) Let's look back on these. (laughs) Let's do it. It's the comedy room killer, everybody. Uh, so anyway, so you got so you only spent a couple years in Ohio, and what? Why did you decide LA? I had the opportunity, and you know, I was just because Columbus was so far. It was comedy's route was really clicky, and I just didn't fit in with any of the clicks because I couldn't be in Columbus every night doing the mics with everybody okay. else. So, um, my buddy, he was in the UFC, and he's on that show, The Ultimate Fighter, and um, he. Uh, Moved out here with his girlfriend. Okay. And he was like, we are just talking one day. And he's like, dude, move out here. And I mean, at first, you know, I just laughed about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, LA. Like, I can just up and move to LA. And then I just realized, dude, you, you can move to LA. You have nothing keeping you here. That, like, what you're saying right there, like that general, like, oh, like you can just pack your things and move to California. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> oh. Yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. Oh my God, I actually can't just pack my <laughs> shit and move to yeah. California. Like, yeah. So I think I learned way more about comedy in LA than I did Columbus. But well, no, I th- look. I, I I didn't start till I moved out here, which was yeah. people think is weird because I'm from Illinois. And they're like, you didn't do any comedy in Chicago. I'm like, I didn't even know you could do comedy in yeah. Chicago. I had no idea. I lived in the suburbs. I was a fucking suburban. You can start yeah. from anywhere. It just depends on what you're in it for and how yeah. hard you're willing to work. Yeah, it's that yeah. and I didn't even know. I didn't even know. It was like you. You look at people. You go, oh, man, that would be great. Yeah. Well, I think when I, so I've been out here since 2000, and one of the one of the things back then when they said, oh, you started in LA, they big oh, LA com. They they don't get the rest of the world. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't relate to the flyover states and there may there may have been some truth to that i think but the truth to that was that there was a certain group of comedians that didn't care about the flyover states didn't care about anything else and did pander to the city that they were in and then you realize oh every city's got comics that pander to the city they're Mm -hmm. in because they're not leaving that city yeah they're not talking about anything else and they just want the laughs yeah so it's relative to wherever you are yeah 
Yeah. I think you just go to the city where you fit in best. Yeah. And you'll probably thrive more there. Mm-hmm. You know? So you so you came out here, you, you stayed um with the UFC guy? Yeah, I stayed. And how long before he said, Can you please fucking leave? I get No, it, it was no, me. Kidding. It was me that wanted to leave oh, right okay. away because he was in a studio. Oh god. And uh I didn't Not realize, a music studio. Yeah, I didn't realize that, you know, I'd be sleeping on a couch like ten feet away from the bed that they're sharing. And I just felt, you know, I got anxiety as it is. And I was just like, every night I'm like, I do not like this. I do not like this. And then that part of me was like. Really? So that's when you got PTSD? Yeah. Was sleeping next <laughs> yeah. To I had to sleep next to another couple and it scared me. And uh, <laughs> But I was too stubborn because when I first decided I was going to move out here, a lot of Columbus comics like started talking shit. Yep. They were like. You'll be back. Oh, yeah, you'll be back. You're, there's no way. Dude, you haven't even been doing this long enough. So part of me was like, I can't go back now. So I just can like, never go back. I'll live in a fucking car before I'll well, go that's back. I, I didn't live in a car, but I lived in like it was like a dorm for through uh, the VA. Oh wow! That if you had like uh, like if you were deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan, you can like come stay in these like little single man rooms. Wow! But it was like sober living and all this stuff. And I I mean I was Barrel there for a year, yeah. But I mean I'd rather do that. And then they still let me like pursue comedy and. So, so that's interesting. So. It seems like th- this this military thing for mm-hmm. you. There's obviously there's a there's a through line here, but yeah. um, there are things that are that still exist in our real world that we don't know about because we're not in the military. but yeah. you know about like yeah. th- is that did you know that these places existed or is it just through conversations with other? Because I'm assuming a big part of your life was military, so it comes yeah. up a lot in conversations. You're yeah. like, hey man, did you know? Is that how you find out about a lot of stuff? Yeah, uh, more of, even with the veterans, it's more just word of mouth. Like, I'm in school right now using the GI Bill. Okay. And it's just funny because people hate on me for that, and they're like, "Why, dude, are you a hobby comic? Like, you're in school? I thought you were a comedian. I was oh, like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, hey, you know that day job that everyone else has? School's my day job. Like, oh, yeah. I get paid to be in school. Like, and, and also, I'm getting a degree. And like, also, <laughs> I'd like to meet the person who's like, what, you get, you're learning more? Fuck, yeah. fuck you yeah. what are you piece of yeah. shit like where's your comedy uh, anybody grind who's after more education I don't think that, you're gonna make fun of that like, it's like dude ah, I, guess idiot. what I have my own apartment like I'm doing alright let's not better let's not brag now no no, no I'm not bragging be, now just I'm just saying I'm doing better How many than ropes? I would be doing if I were working a third a second shift job somewhere like right. I still have time to do comedy now around town and it just it's just funny that if you do anything besides comedy, it's like, dude, you got to work on your grind. I'm like, I'm working on my <laughs> life, mother. That sounds like somebody who has a trust fund set up. I mean, yeah. there was always yeah. like, even when I was brand new to comedy, I was there was no fucking way comedy was going to pay my no. bills, man. Yeah, like, let me let me let me as as an elder statesman. Oh, uh, um, well, I've been in and, LA longer. And, and marijuana sticks. Oh um, yes, Brian no, loves his I, marijuana sticks. But here's the thing with 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 comedy, I, it just. Your your journey is not my journey. Exactly. And, and John's journey is not your journey. The, everybody has a different way they pursue right. the things they want to pursue in life. There is no Set A path. to B yeah. to C to get somewhere. And, and here's, here's the things that I've seen since I've been here. There are some comics that I started with back in... 2000 that are still doing the same fucking joke 17 years later okay that's one path and i don't care it's not my thing they can do whatever the hell they want Mm -hmm. there are other comics that have lived here their whole entire lives 
17 plus years that have never paid a single bill because their parents are still paying for them to do their thing. Yeah. Does that make them bad as human beings? No. no. They have more time to apply towards things. And then there are other people that I know that come and go because they got to get jobs. They got to do things. Yeah. They have to live their lives. And they still want to stay in the game and they've got their path. And then there are other comics that literally do it for two years and they fucking they if skyrocket. It hit, if it doesn't hit, they're gone. They they quit. Others skyrocket too fast. Other yeah. come crashing down after two after yeah. a couple years of success. It doesn't it's so many There's, paths are so different. It doesn't matter. You can't be judged by that. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that I, I mean I've learned about side hustle is a new word that I've learned and now I've just heard I mean I'm, what is it called? The grind? The You're not grind, doing the grind. I, now I know the grind. Uh, what, what, I'm sorry, where did you hear side hustle? Is that from your kids? No. You don't, do you know what side hustle is? <laughs> I'm guessing it just means it's another job. It's getting a second job. Yeah, okay. It's my side hustle. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And where where did you hear that? Oh, I don't know marijuana sticks, but I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> yeah. about myself right now. That you're real, you're a real groovy, about... really gro- groovy Bruce over That's there, it. huh? The best groovy part Bruce. about marijuana sticks. Hashtag groovy Bruce. <laughs> the best part about marijuana sticks is uh, I was walking to school yesterday and I was listening to that same podcast, <laughs> and I was going to come in here today and. Drop the light up marijuana some marijuana sticks. sticks. I was gonna like do a little callback to the marijuana <laughs> sticks, but you guys beat me to it before I could even. Like, well, dude, we already, yeah, we, we we that's pretty much a running theme now on the show because <laughs> yeah. even my uh mother made fun of him for that, and she sticks. is not a marijuana stick smoker, but you so I mean, it's your journey, so whatever. So, you so b- back to the thing though, it's it's interesting. So, would you from a, from a military standpoint, do you think that there are some decent resources out there for people that? Uh, that go through the process of joining the military, whether it be for a couple years or, or an extended period of time, yeah. there are things out in the civilian world that they can fall back on if need be. And if you Absolutely. found that and appreciate um, that? Yeah. My uh, very first job out here was uh, at Volunteers of America, and I worked there for five years, four years. And uh, I was a case manager with homeless veterans, like guys that like fell into hard times. And I'd like get them like job resources, education resources, housing resources. Like a lot of them didn't qualify. I mean, a lot of them didn't make enough money. So we got them like Section 8 vouchers so we could, you know, they could stay out here and live. And then uh, I used to actually run a monthly comedy show called Comics at Care. And it would be where I'd bring in comics like come. John did it yeah. a couple times. Like you, you go, I just bring those guys into the house so and have them do comedy but that was one of the most rewarding giving back jobs I ever had because not only like what you're doing but you also you learn about all these different resources like i can i've i had a veteran friend of mine that you know just fell in a hard time like getting divorced and he got his own place like nah i just got to find out where to get furniture and i was like hey call these people and they furnished his whole from kitchen to the living room to his bedroom so i mean there's resources like that out there, and the sad part is, is I don't think the VA does enough to let people know about these resources, and it's almost like you learn like from word of mouth from other. So veterans. they're relying too much on word of mouth yeah. and not enough actual. Like yeah. when you get in, you know, you need to know that when you leave, you you don't we're not we're not leaving you kind of thing. They kind of just they yeah. give you the basics, but they don't give you the overall. Right, of all and the I stuff think that's, that's something there. that they should work on, like in the military, is when you get out to like. Take care of you. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I can't yeah. even believe that's a thing we have to say we need. Yeah. I found out. I, I don't. I, I found out that there is uh, through this. We did from Crawlapalooza, Brian. We did. Yeah. We have a, a friend, uh, a good friend of Brian's, who does a, a benefit every year. Basically, raises money for. He picks a charity. Mm-hmm. It's in the name of his uh, his wife who passed away, but he picks a charity every year. Yeah. And he tries to make it a charity that's you know strong and his daughter can look up to and etc. Yeah. The first t- charity that he did when they did this seven years ago was veterans who had been deported, who were living down in Mexico because they couldn't stay in the United States. Yeah. 
And, and they were happened. living at like a halfway house in Mexico. Veterans who went over and fought in in wars and f- yeah. and 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 served their America in the military come back to America and they're like, "Sorry, bro, you can't live here." But thanks, thanks a lot for the blood, sweat, and tears. I yeah. appreciate it. Well, what, what's even worse was uh, that little ban. You had, I heard about some Iraqi translators that put their life on the line. Like, obviously, they can't go home because. They'll be it's killed. It's known. It's yeah. known what they did, and that's why it was almost like a protective thing. Like, okay, if you do this for us for two years, we'll help you. We'll help you. You come to the states, bring your families, like, and then they now try to like, put that get ban out. in, and they're like, you know, we this this isn't going to work. You guys got to go back, and like, you're going to kill go me back. and my family. Yeah, that's like sending back, Henry so. Hill back to the mafia. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, no, no, no. That's oh, that's I, that that to me is, and look, I. I I can't even pretend. Like again, I, I was never in the military, dude. I, right. was, I, I quit Boy Scouts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, uh, but I just don't. I think if you're old enough to to join the military, you're old enough to drink. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, I'm like that's where you start. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I mean it, man. If you're old enough to 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 vote and join the military, you are old enough to suck down a twelve pack when shit doesn't go the way you yeah. want it to. And I, I just I can't. I just can't believe that's a thing. We have to we have to be like, oh yeah, we need to take better care of the veterans when they come back. Well, like, they they rely a lot on private uh, donations yeah. and and the private sector to do that, which they shouldn't. But that's what they do. They know yeah. that there's but, enough. Like the Wounded Warrior Project is not that's not has no affiliation with the United States government. That's no. a private organization yeah. that is raising money. And you and you look at it, you're like Wounded Warrior, like. Why? Why is a private organization have to yes. take care of these why people? Why do we need the? I mean, and they do great work, but why do we that, need? Yeah, I'm that? Not, I'm not knocking the right. Work they're doing. But I'm just saying, but know. why I'm does it exist? That, but another thing you have now that's even shittier is you have organizations that play the pull the vet card now. So people would donate to this organization, and, and then you got the owner too. driving around in a oh $100,000 car oh God. with a $6 million a year budget. There's got to be a special fucking place and whatever yeah, so that's shitty a, thing comes after this. But now that's another thing of vet word of mouth. Like Those organizations start to get exposed. And Good. So. Yeah. It's always somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And you do these shows at... at um, you do them all over the place, though, not just at the, um, like the home or whatever you, the... Oh, well, we should be clarified. So you started doing comedy uh, to to uh, entertain, yeah, veterans. Mm-hmm. But it seems like is this? In, 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 but you're still tied to the military and comedy. You've combined yeah. the worlds, yeah. correct? Yeah. Just so we're clear, we should probably explain that. Yeah, um, it was just uh, I just saw a bigger picture with okay. comedy. It's like when I started working this day job, I was like, you know, this is like therapy. Like bring these in because for like those ninety minutes of the shows. You like look at these veterans that I know their backstories and I know the shit that they're going through right now. But for like those ninety minutes, it was like almost how I felt in Iraq. You forget where you're at. Like you're just sitting there laughing, like having a great time, like no worries on your mind. And then you know if that's you know it's not. I'm not saying comedy shows are the cure all for our homeless veterans, but I think that's something that you know they deserve. Like let's let them laugh for a night. So once. Yeah, man. Now I'm over here, like kicking myself. I got got to put another one of those shows together now. Well, I've done a couple of them, uh, and I always have. I mean, they're heavily medicated. They're from (laughs) from myself or the people. (laughs) uh, From from a like a regular 
gig standpoint, they're always weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're in the back of this small room and there's no real stage and these people like they're either heavily medicated or they do have PTSD or there is something going on there, you know, and and they you I've learned this doing these shows and then performing for this uh rehab clinic in Chicago. Uh it doesn't ever feel like it's going well as a comedian. When I'm yeah. up there, I'm never yeah. like, "Man, I'm killing in this room." You're looking at kind of blank stares sometimes and you're not sure what's happening. But after the show, if you stick around after the show, those people will tell you how amazing it was and how yeah. much they laughed and how what a great time they had. And just the fact that they got to basically come into a room and be part of a community that was all watching and doing the same thing for a certain amount of time. Yeah. I've never I've never walked away with a bad taste in my mouth yeah. from doing it. Like, oh man, I might feel my- like an idiot, like if my jokes aren't landing like they usually do or they might mm-hmm. do here or there yeah. or whatever. But afterwards, I'm always, always glad I did the show. In the three, four years that I've been doing that show, I can say that I've only seen one comic like truly kill, like where right. the rooms like erupted in laughter, and it's Eric Myers. But Eric Myers is also one of those like super high strung, and he relates to him like he talks about his recovery stories with them. So a lot of them like already like give him like, right. and then uh, it was funny. I had another comic show up that was just on the end of a uh, lsd trip oh wow that was like yeah i just took some lsd this morning and ran around the mountains of malibu i was like dude you don't have to do this show if you don't want to he's like no no, no. <laughs> no. i want to go in there and talk um, to him i'm like i feel bad that you drove all the way over here but i kind of don't want you I going bad for everyone on the fucking highway that you're to drive here i was like hey um all right you can go up but just remember that a lot of these guys are like recovering and he's like okay yeah yeah yeah. we'll have fun we'll have fun first thing he gets up he's like man i'm coming down from a trip right now and I was like, oh, thanks. And how'd that work out for him? It, some people didn't believe him. Yeah. So they thought he was like, just fucking yeah, around. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, I mean, he still had a great set, still pulled it off, but it was just... Yeah. I always love that when you... Comics... I I know I know you, you, you don't want to ever give comics too much direction. I get yeah. that. But then sometimes there's, there's key elements that are extremely important to the success of a show that yeah. if someone says, look... There's a couple things here. Just don't refer to this. Don't do that. Other than that, content-wise, all this stuff, they're like, okay. And then the first thing they do when they get up there is everything you just told them not to fucking do. You're like, oh, my God. Do you listen to anything? Anything. Or it's the shit you didn't think you'd even have to mention. Like, I was doing that. that My buddy works at this um, spinal cord rehabilitation Mm -hmm. clinic in Chicago, my friend Mike Wainers. Uh, He does a, a really good program he works over there he's been working over there for a while but I, he i put we put on a show like i went yeah. i was in town and i went and i did uh an afternoon show for for the people that were there over new years and stuff and uh like i said they they really enjoy it but then i brought so i came back and i brought uh dan cummins who i was featuring yeah. for in uh in chicago and he's dan is a super nice guy and when i called him about it, he was like i've been just trying to think of a way that we could give back it's like this is a perfect opportunity yeah. So we get there and like I like I'll go on first. I've done this before, so I'll. It's weird. It's you know it's not going to be a regular show, and he got that. But they had just made a brand new sign with a new name for the clinic, and it was like this woman donated like a billion dollars for it. So it was like her name and this sign, but the staff didn't really like it, and everyone was kind of making fun of it behind everyone's back. And then Dan walks on and goes, "Hey, 
And and first of all, I did a clean half hour, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's kids and the people. Dan was like, "Hey, what the fuck is with this sign?" And like, and the people, the staff was dying. They're in the back trying not to laugh. And the other people are like, "Yeah, you know what? That is a fucking dumb sign." Like, <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny. But if I'm I'm in the back, I hear him go, "Oh no, dude, what's happening? Like, why?" <laughs> yeah. He starts out swearing and making fun of the lady who donated a billion dollars to give them a new building. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, it was it was just amusing. But those those shows are. They're you know they're important. Mm-hmm. Like laughter, like you said, it's not a cure all, but man, yeah. it's an escape it's and fun. it's a positive escape. And and when you're in a room of people that are kind of on that escape together and and dealing with the same things yeah. and laughing at the same shit, it's like that's a good release. Yeah, comedy and music, I think, should be respected at the same level, but they never are as far no. as performance because no, not at all. Uh, and and I can I can say that because I used to I used to manage bands and I've 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 been in front of huge audiences mm-hmm. with them and small audiences and you can yeah. you can move either size right yeah and and I think people use it as an as a form of escape and stand up is the same thing and I I don't know why stand up has never been given the same respect I, I just because you're not holding a guitar I don't think yeah we don't have to we don't have to lug or, instruments we don't have to or yeah. whatever it is but it's still that same escape and that and and the, and the fact that your intent is is to um, touch those endorphins and create joy yeah. it's very simple that's the intent and the intent at times get people to think outside right. the box all those things it, it just for whatever reason people don't appreciate it the same way the audiences do when they let you in yeah to do those things but in a general population to be like well if we had to choose between a musician coming in here today and a right. stand-up show who, right. what do you think they're going to choose right the uh a mime <laughs> Excellent another point. cool little thing is uh when my parents divorced when i was a little kid my grandma was already raising my cousin but my grandparents moved in with us and so me and my cousin were like brothers because we just grew up together and uh after he graduated college he kind of did the same thing he didn't want to go back to this little town so he moves to nashville to pursue country music and his name is toby keith <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why i joined the military <laughs> <laughs> but uh so him and his best friend are like playing the bars together and his best friend gets discovered and then he's like hey you need to learn how to play these instruments because you're going to be in my band so they like had like the number one song country music a couple years ago, and then they spent like last year touring with uh, Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, like opening for them. And so you know him and I like we text a lot because we both you know s- small town kids like doing this now. And we had the same conversation the other day, and he, as a musician, said like one of the best things. He was like, one of the biggest differences too is you can't get up there and cover a legend's jokes. No, like he's like you know. I've even gone to some of their concerts. So they'll, they'll, they'll cover like George Jones songs. Yeah, you can pull out a Zeppelin tune and people rock and roll and yeah. love it. Fucking go crazy. You can't go up there and do Richard Pryor bits. People, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's not. It's it's and also you don't you if a bass player misses a note, the fucking drummer and guitarist cover it up. If yeah, a keyboardist isn't on it, so the singer will do something. You're yeah. up there. You fuck up your joke. You're gonna go. Uh, uh, oops. Yeah. You're on your up. own. You're on your own. There's no backup. Yeah. But to always bring it back, uh, Fulcer Girl, we do it to ourselves, and so yes, yeah, yeah. And we're, this is all and we're it's okay. all avoidable if we just stop doing it, and yeah. we're okay with it. Yeah, it's all avoidable if we just stop doing it. It is everything we just complain about is avoidable. If well, we just stop doing comedy. That's what gets me. Like I see like a certain select few comics, quote unquote, <laughs> on a uh, Facebook that will sit there and just talk about how terrible 
comedy is and everything. I'm like, <laughs> hey, we don't need you. Dude, like, yeah. Go, dude. You produce stupid shows all the time that at uh, bars, and you want to sit up here and call yourself. And then this guy's like always giving like advice on comics. He's like, you know, and then just like shits on the clubs, and he wonders why he doesn't get booked. I'm like, dude, you stick to the bar shows. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I, I, the, the need to... Uh, what am I hearing? Oh, uh, the need to like, and I and I think maybe I had this when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? But the need to critique, like, oh, I didn't like that special. Oh, he didn't do this and that, or she didn't do this yeah. and that, or I didn't like how he did. Yeah. And now I'm just like, as 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 I get older, I'm like, okay, if I don't like something, guess what? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I can just go look at and listen to something else. Yeah. I don't. It's never gonna be something where I'm like, this person should never do comedy again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like do whatever you want to do. If you have an audience, if people are it's like the it's like uh when uh Eddie Murphy you've seen Raw, obviously. Yeah, yeah. When Eddie Murphy does he gets the call from Bill Cosby. Yeah. And then he calls yeah. Richard Pryor and he's like and, and Rich said to me, he's like, uh, do people laugh when you say what you say? And I said, Yeah. He's like, do you get paid when you say what you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, Well then you tell Bill I said, have a coca smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. Jello pudding eating motherfucker. Next time he calls you, tell him I said, suck my dick. <laughs> But I, I just think like that's a very, it's comedy is as we've talked about this a million times. It's it's a very subjective thing. Like yeah. just because you think something's funny doesn't mean I'm gonna think it's funny. Exactly. Also doesn't mean I have to hate you because you think yeah. that's funny. Do you I know like what I mean? It's like, like you know, like Amy Schumer. Like I was like seeing all these open micers like go after. I was like, hey, okay, you didn't appreciate her special. Guess what? She. Sold out Madison Square Garden. Right, like you're doing bringer shows right now. The, like, and, and and to, to those open <laughs> micers, sure I'll say this: I'll say they're young and not like because I was I was the same way. I remember I think I was I shit on Dane Cook once when I was on stage. All right, get out for for no reason <laughs> other than he had done a couple specials that I was like no, yeah. But I re- and I really liked his first album, so I was like these. And this is also what you don't understand when you first get into comedy that takes a little while is like, of course their first special is great. Of course their first album yeah. is great because those bits, that material has taken 25 years to develop. Yeah. And then you have a fucking dynamite album. Yeah. Then they're like, hey, dude, you're hot. You got to put one out next year. And that's not going to be as good. Yeah. Not because you're not as talented, or but because you're not giving yourself the amount of time you had yeah. before. Now, I'm not saying you need 25 years in between fucking CDs, no. but like it's okay to take a year or two to figure yeah. shit out. Yeah, I mean, there for a while was like the cool thing to do. It's like, I've seen comics put a new hour out every year. Well... And- <laughs> Was, I, I use the term hour loosely. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like shoes in a dryer. Just focus on the new part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, that was like, I remember when like uh, Louis C.K. put out a couple specials in a row yeah. and then he talks about how he had to burn the material. And so once yeah. people heard that, comics were like, well, I want to burn this hour because I already did it. And I'm like, dude, just d- don't worry about burning material, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worry about writing better. Jo- Everyone yeah. Should only be concerned with making what they're doing on stage as funny as they can make it, yeah. as 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 intelligent. However, you want your comedy to be, that's what you should be working mm-hmm. towards. You shouldn't worry about shitting on other specials, shitting on people, worried about what. And that's another thing you don't. Again, this is just 
like because the things you're saying about you seeing open micers do that stuff i'm i was guilty of all that when i started because you you of course you have a little bit of an ego like of your friends that you went to high school with and college with you're the only guy doing this yeah so you're but then you realize that you're the only guy and then around you is the other only guy from every other group around (laughs) and it's a saturated market and and you think well i'm better than this and you just instead of worrying about yourself and not in a in a selfish way but in a way that's like become a better comedian work on the art form become someone that when you go on stage people are like there it is i love this guy and and allow yourself opportunities to fail yeah and learn and and it just takes a while to understand that you know what i mean it takes Mm -hmm. a while to figure out that you're not going to be awesome right away and that you're not you gain nothing Mm -hmm. by going online and and making jokes about amy schumer's special or or trying to shit on a comic who doesn't really is never going to give a fuck what you think because you're fucking pointless to them it does it it's a a, that's a waste of precious time yeah yeah you don't get that time back Mm. i'd have five specials out right now if i didn't complain when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) you imagine that (laughs) <laughs> Brian can't imagine it. He has a very bad imagination. But, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Brian needs more marijuana sticks. I to, do. To feel I good just about. had seven of them. I just had seven sticks. <laughs> Did you? They <laughs> were they were candy marijuana sticks. Oh, you do the candy, yeah, the them. candy marijuana sticks. <laughs> I can't yes. do. I can't do edibles. I always feel like I always get the worst anxiety attack. Like I had the absolute worst anxiety attack of, which I is kind of counterproductive, isn't that the whole point? Well, the, yeah, the whole point of marijuana is to so Calm you're down. not anxious. Relax. I was a dummy and ate like. One of those big Rice Krispie treats all in one sitting. Oh, dude, those ones are... Those Again, are like- I think there's only one thing that comes <laughs> with the order is this is not regular. Please don't... If you're hungry, do not use this yeah. as yeah. a way to... Well, this is I- not to satisfy your starvation. <laughs> well, I was watching... I remember I woke up, it was Saturday, and I was watching an Ohio State football game. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to smoke this morning. I'm going to try this Rice Krispie treat. So I ate half of it. But that's you're talking about the big 9X fucker, the yeah, big yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I ate half of it. And it's like third quarter's getting ready to kick off. And you know, I smoked weed almost every day in Ohio, so I was like, dude, I can Yeah, I'm going to guess that the weed more. you bought in Ohio is a tad different yeah, too. Yeah. So I finished the second half by that time it had all kicked in and like literally, I mean Thought I was going to die. Like I was like, "This is it." Like, yeah, it didn't I, become this Ohio. Is it. St- this it is, didn't become like, Ohio State playing the unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> it became. Oh my God, my heart is beating out of my chest. I like. I like started seeing like how I was going to be like on a scientific study. Like, yes, you can't OD on THC. Here's the first guy that did it. And I mean, it was it's going to be bad. me. It's going to be me. They're going to outlaw yeah. marijuana because of me. It's going to be me. Yeah. So like, I had to like have one of my my tattoo artists like come pick me up. And, and that's how I got these sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's just one keep day. making things just, on my body just, until yeah. it keep goes away. With that needle, so I don't think about yeah. anything else. I want you to put a picture of a really big Rice Krispie treat on my wrist, <laughs> so the next time I reach for one, I'll remember never to eat yeah. Rice Krispie treat again. But like, I stopped smoking for like two years after that. I was like, I'm, I'm never touching this wow, again. Good and for you. and now I'm, I mean, I'm back. I'm he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. I'm back. Don't Mac. call it a comeback, everybody. Yeah. He's been here before. It's uh, the new administration. I got that disease where everyone like started getting anxiety and needed something to get through the next four years. So I was like, take weed back up. When, yeah, when you when you when people could start going to a doctor, that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, the guy's like, okay, why do you think you need medical marijuana? I was like, well, I had uh, I had can and he had the the script written and in my hand yeah, before yeah. I could finish the word cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds I was good. like, okay, mm-hmm. great. And he's like, and this was like, this guy was seventy five years old. His office was just it smelled like weed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everything in his office was weed. He's just an old dude. And then when I tried to go back to get my office, my thing renewed, he'd been jailed. He had been arrested. For what? For doing what he was doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, because this was early. This was the very yeah. early days. I'm this sure is he's when not. they would say, open it up. Now get him. Open him up. Now, now get, get him. him. Yeah. 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 Mine, yeah. I just went in there and filled out a pay. This I think January. Oh, of this year? Yeah. yeah. So I just went in there and like filled the paperwork out and handed it in. And he didn't even question me. He's like, here you go. Yeah. Like I want to. Well, because it. now, now after since January, it's it's technically legal. Yeah. It, the the but laws. But not the federal government legal, right? Well, the law it's gonna be it's gonna be legalized completely in 2018. That's yeah. the deal. They're pushing whatever the paperwork Both state and, all, and federal everything. It's okay. gonna be across the board. Yeah. So I mean, we're look what they're finding out is uh, what we've all known. For the, since the 30s when they tried to outlaw marijuana, which yeah. is that you're looking at a product and something that you can grow initially very cheap. You can make rope, paper. You can do, with hemp, you can do so much. Yeah. You're, you can stop cutting down trees. You can stop with the fucking cutting down of the trees. You don't need it. You can grow a weed that does all that shit for you. I wrote a whole paper on it when I was a sophomore year in high school. Wearing a, can you bring it out? Wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt. My mom was like, it all does make sense. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It was Do you like, still have the paper? <clears throat> yes. I'm I would sure. love to have you read the paper to and, us. Yeah, because I'm sure well. it's I'm sure it was great. This is why we should be legal, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> this is like some sophomore asshole yelling at his classmates who are all like, Yeah, we're high right now, dude. Whatever. We're with you. Maybe but, uh, you need some stick. Yeah, but there's just They're all worked up. <laughs> but 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 the prohibition thing with alcohol, like, you know, they were like, Wow, what what a joke. I'm like, dude, alcohol is really bad. It's really bad. As much yeah. as I like to drink. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I've had two friends in the last year drink themselves to death, which, mm-hmm. again, I like to drink, but holy shit, man! Yeah, you realize the, how much you have to drink. The drink process to Nick Cage yourself and leaving Las Vegas <laughs> is an excruciating, yeah. dark, sad thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't start drinking to be sad. I mean, it does lead to that, and it is a depressant, and yeah. it, it can really fuck up your life and i definitely had my my struggle with not being you know what i mean with dealing with it yeah. in the sense that like yeah. it, it defined who i was for a second and i was like nope i don't want that i don't want that i don't want to be the guy that's like oh he's drunk again like yeah i, I don't yeah. want to be that guy and when i say a second i mean you know a couple of years but <laughs> but at the same time like the, the process to kill yourself that way is 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 fucking brutal and the amount of traffic accidents and spousal abuse yeah. and ne- negligent parents that alcohol causes, that is all proven, man. By the numbers, dude, that's proven. Marijuana has done none of that. Yeah. And, and to, it's to, gotten to, Taco Bell put in more locations <laughs> than any other fast food restaurant. No, and and what John means by that is like your first stand up, you brought 40 people. John bought 40 drinks at his <laughs> yeah. stand up. So there's where you guys are similar yeah. in your yeah. first experience. That's not far off. That's not yeah, far off. I, was, uh, I remember when I first started, like I thought. You know, I had this like uh, combination of drinks. I'm like, dude, if I drink three Bud Selects and two tequilas, <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just say Bud, Bud Selects? Bud's a very specific. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I want to hear it. It three, Bud, like Selects, three two Bud Selects and two shots of Patron. Oh. That's the perfect level of drunk, and that you can still be good on stage. That's right. how you work. So it as out. you're doing yeah. open mics in Hollywood, you're spending fifty five dollars <laughs> yeah, on a bar tab yeah, every yeah. time. Like, uh. I just would love to see your first. You, here we walk up. All right, let me. I, I need to get uh, three Bud Selects. Get Bud Selects. I'm sorry, yeah. sir. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> I went through a Bud Select phase in 2009. I need two Limeritas. <laughs> all right, and then I. Oh my God! I went the, through that. A, that may have been one of the most disgusting beers that was ever put out. The Bud Lime, Select? Lime, no, no, yeah. the Limeritas. Oh, oh, oh yeah. When you look, 
Most beer, if you drink beer, yeah, most beers you can tolerate. You can yeah. you can find yeah. a way to suck. Exactly. They're, they're either too watery, maybe a little bit too but hoppy, you're whatever. You're up. still figure it out. But when they start putting other extra flavors in the stuff, yeah. that's where you're yeah. like, okay, first off, I don't need this fucking mm-hmm. shit in here. There's only there's only limeritas. I would say undrinkable, but there's only technically one beer I've ever had that I was like, I. I can never have that again. What was that? It was called Simpler Times from Trader <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> Simpler Times. I, I saw it. it I saw it, and I was like, "It was a dollar fifty for a six pack." And I was like, "Well, I have to have this." Yeah. And I'm a guy. Pap. It's a lager, yeah. though, right? Olympia, mm-hmm. red, white, and blue. It's not grain good. belt. I've drank yeah. garbage. Yeah, yeah, but garbage you're buying it for water. the joke. So you're buying it for the name, right? You thought it was funny, <clears throat> but I also in my head, I'm like, "Fuck, dollar sixty-nine. That was great." Yeah. I opened one of them. I was this girl I was seeing at the time. We went to go watch uh, a jazz thing at some park with her dad was in town, and, I, and her dad was like, "Oh, you, you brought some beers?" I go, "Yeah, right. Yeah, we're gonna have some beers." I hand this guy a beer. I crack one. I take two sips of this thing. I'm like, "What is going on in this can?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Maybe I got a bad batch." And the the dad was like, "I'm good." He just put it down. You know, I was oh. like, "Ooh, it was." I couldn't even finish a six pack, dude. It was. Disgusting. I will say that uh, sprouts that are starting to open up all the place, they're starting to sprout up. You guys, the uh, um, <laughs> that's uh, thank you. Brian was in radio. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, they have one called house beer. Now, here's the thing it's not house beer. Have you had it? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I mean, look, here's the thing it's medium to yeah. uh, alcohol contents, so you're not gonna get hammered on yeah. it. Boo. But it also, yeah, but <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. But it, you're also like, it's it's pretty crisp, like, it's yeah. not bad. It's also not expensive, and it's exactly. like if you just if you just want a beer or two, and you don't want to get buzzed, you don't want to get hammered, and then you want to take a nap or go to bed that night. Yeah. Who are you? What do you it. mean? What are you, an old woman? If you ever right. want to, you want to have a beer and just not get hammered and just have a nap and like what? Well, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. a couple beers, a bridge game, and you know, <laughs> a brandy old fashioned, and we're I'll, calling it a night. I'll call my mom, see if she's got an opening for her next June, bridge tournament. June and Edith are coming over, and. <laughs> Edith. I turned into one of those annoying craft beer guys there for a while. That's all I was drinking. Uh, Dude, I'm done bro. with IPAs, by the way. But they, oh, why'd you beat your wife or something? What <laughs> yes, first thing I did was rip my sleeves off, and I was like, you know what? I don't, know, what, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Natalie's like, I've noticed you've been ripping your sleeves off a lot lately. What's the deal? You know, I could never do uh, sleeveless ever my whole entire life because I don't have good arms. Well, and the, I don't have good shoulders. I have sweaty pits, man. I can't just be sweating. Yeah, but a lot of guys, because they had sweaty pits, would take the sleeves off. Not wear wife beaters. I'm just talking about like sleeveless yeah. shirts. I like cut the sleeves off. I used to do that in Ohio I couldn't all do the it. Time. Oh, I yeah. I can't. You have good that's arms, where those, though. That's I can't where those uh, T-shirts started, the A-neck. Did yeah. they start in Ohio? <laughs> yeah. The A-neck. That's what they call the wife beater. The, the, oh, well, the okay. A-neck, the official name for that T-shirt is, a, is the A-neck. You know, right. like there's a V-neck and there's a crew neck, and the, that's an A-neck. But no, I don't like. I think if it gets too hoppy, I get. I, um, it's going to sound weird. But you get, get hopped up. No, I get itchy ears. No, it's. And no. then I get a fucking headache, and I'm like, I'm done with whatever all this fucking Indian wow. pale ale shit is. I'm like, I'm going back to like normal shit. Yeah. The cra- yeah. Some of those crafts are just too much going on. Yeah, in and I think that's why I like like there for a while when I was doing it, I was just like shopping alcohol percentage, like thirteen percent. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this I is gonna. Have you had a chai mei? This is gonna yeah. taste delicious. <laughs> Did you? I first time I had a chai mei, I didn't realize how much alcohol Isn't was that, in it. Can't you get that at sushi restaurants? No, no, no. Chai mei. I don't know what chai. Chai mei is. You can taste the alcohol. That's yeah. the thing. Is it yeah. looks like beer, but it tastes more like alcohol. It's oh yeah. god, very like a steel high. reserve. It's a very oh. high alcohol content, but I didn't realize it. And you get you'll get fucked up fast on that stuff if you're not paying attention to those alcohol yeah. uh, percentages. I'm doing a show 
Friday in Torrance at some bar at some craft distillery down there. So Ooh. good luck. Well, it was nice knowing yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so. And let me guess, they're not paying you, but you can have all the beer you want. That's... I love those. I'll take I, it. I love those. Shows. The headliner gets an eight point seven percent. Yeah. The feature you all gets get, a six point. And you get a DUI. And yeah. you get a DUI. And you get a DUI. Yeah, you know when you're Ubering from Santa Monica to Torrance, it's not gonna be the cheapest Uber ride. But Dude, but how? But how? Fucking DUI. great is Uber and Lyft and all that shit since the like. Dude, it's if you want to drink, man, like you said, take yeah. a thirty dollar Uber ride or a Lyft ride. Yeah, dude, a DUI is ten thousand dollars with the possibility that you're gonna kill somebody. Yeah, and then you're gonna have to off yourself because I don't mm-hmm. think I could ever kill somebody and then be like, oh well, I'm yeah, gonna keep living my life. But it's so, like a comic's dream because I mean, I'd never take a taxi cab. Dude, that's well, the thing. First no, off, there's man. only six of them in Los Angeles, so <laughs> yeah. and they and they, they just decide if they want to come pick you up. Yeah. Like you're like you wait outside for them, wait, wait, they never show up. Because they just pick another fare up somewhere else and don't bother. I do like the Uber pool now, too. Like, leave a little bit earlier, too. And Is then that to meet the ladies? Is that why you're doing it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, <laughs> and like it turns out it's always a sausage party because there's three other of you in there. Distillery. <laughs> <laughs> just become best friends down there. <laughs> well, I know we were all supposed to meet chicks in this in this Uber pool, but uh, I guess just us guys then, so <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Your Dracar smells great, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's canoe. Whatever, bro, whatever. <laughs> It's brute by Fabergé. <laughs> it's a fucking cologne mobile. <laughs> hey, what's this? A car of wild and crazy guys? Get the fuck out of here! The driver's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. Moses went on yeah. back. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not signing up for Uber pool anymore, dude. Man, if I was a Lyft driver, or something, I would just do a bunch of meth and just drive people around for like 48 hours. I feel like I've time. had some of those Uber drivers before. I've right? Had some characters. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped taking Uber. I started taking Lyft, and it's just a, it's like a, it's like a, a slight rung down in the yeah uh, terms of the cleanliness of the automobiles. Oh really? The, well, because they're too focused like, on how many fucking pink mustaches they can put in the goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> always say like Uber is the iPhone, and Lyft is like those cheap Androids that you can get at Metro PCS. They're still going to do the job. <laughs> You're gonna, yeah, but. They're a little cheaper, but yeah. it's not gonna probably but, not get the best. But I really Uber. It, uh, it sounds too German. Sounds too German. Uber. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Uber? You, so you and your grandfather haven't gotten over World War II yet. I don't I'm know. still 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 not pumped for that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm gonna take Lyft because it sounds more like uh, I don't know. There's a ride share made by like a lesbian lady and like her cool neighbor named exactly. Chet. <laughs> I don't know. I did have one driver. I don't remember if it was Uber or Lyft, but she didn't have her phone connected what? to anything, so she constantly had it in her hand. It was looking to see where she was going, and I was like, "This is like a fucking yeah. death ride here." Like, yeah, dude. No, 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 no. Although I've got in some cabs that I had a guy literally. He kept falling asleep. He was driving me and my friend, and I was like, "Dude, we're gonna die in this cab." It was terrifying. Yikes. Down the Hollywood Hills, like. Oh, and she also she wasn't from here. Mm-hmm. And in her country, she was a nurse, and the only reason why I know that is because she uh, pulled out her um, her do- her papers yeah. from her country in another language and let me look at them. And I was like, oh, "Okay, like I'm I'm reviewing these now. This is good while we're driving." Oh, I had this uh, notary review. look at it. I'm just Brian. I'm not a notary again. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get to my gig. <laughs> there wasn't a single word that I couldn't read, and I'm like, and I'm like flipping through it, like going, "Uh huh. Oh yeah, I see this. Yeah, a lot of official stamps on here and stuff in Vietnamese, like that. I see. I, yes. Uh huh. It was Syrian. I, didn't, I like didn't even know what to say. I'm like, okay. You just draw a happy face on it and give it back. Yeah. I did a show. It's called The Dudes Distillery down in Thousand Oaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Stephanie, uh, Clark. Stephanie Clark. Yeah, yeah. I did her show down there, and I Ubered down there, obviously, too. And my Uber back, 
the guy picks me up. He's like, oh, you're going to Santa Monica? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't expect it to be that far. Do you mind if I stop and get gas? I was like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I was like, no, go ahead, dude. Whatever you got to do to get us back, that's fine. And the exit that we were supposed to uh, use to get back on the highway was closed. So I, I was like, he's like, oh, man, it's not two miles until we get back. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. He's like, you know what? You're not going to tell anyone if I do something illegal. Well, he's like, no. He turns his lights off, drives down the closed exit, and then like just guns it when he gets back onto the highway, then turns his lights back on. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting in the back like, what? What the fuck am I... What? And first yeah. off, you don't even know what the exit is closed for. It yeah, could be a fucking, yeah. I was gonna like, say it could be yeah. missing roadway. Yeah. <laughs> so like, well, we like, got a giant sinkhole. He, yeah, he turns it on, and then he's like, "Man, you know, I might just stay up in Santa Monica and go drink, and after I drop you off." Wait, he's trying to be your friend all of a yeah, sudden, right? Yeah. You got any uh, suggestions after I could sleep on your couch? Or... <laughs> Thank yeah. God you didn't take a Rice Krispie treat yeah, before that. No. Rice. Oh man, you imagine. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I just love the. You're not gonna tell anybody if I do anything illegal, are you? First like, off, anytime anybody asks you, like, can you just pull over right here? Because uh, you know what, yeah. you're not gonna want to out get, before I don't you get Cosby. Illegal. I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> I don't yeah. want either version of the Cosby, the one that gets killed on the roadside or the <laughs> yeah. one that gets oh, raped. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -uh. yeah. Everything Cosby is bad. It's bad yeah. now. Very bad. Uh, also, dating back, when we talked about the DUIs and uh, you run the risk of killing somebody, I do know some people who have gotten some pretty severe accidents. People have died, but then they have gone on to live productive lives and did uh, nice. okay things. I'm just saying I would have a hard time with it. Yeah. And I'm All sure right. they do. And I can't even imagine what it would be like to walk in someone's shoes who had that going on. Nope. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So where do you go from here, bud? What's what's your? Uh, He's like, well, your... I'm gonna take the two to get well, back no, to Hollywood. Just like in, <laughs> yeah. in life story in general. I mean, um, like, so you're doing this. You're doing just this. Doing stuff this. You're doing, I'm. Uh, I stay busy with a comedy troupe called the GIs of Comedy. Tom okay. Tran runs that. Uh, we do a lot of military shows. You uh, do. Do you yeah. go everywhere? Do you go or? Uh, overseas or do you? They just signed on for another one, but because I'm in school, I can't miss the time to do that. But yeah. did you do some? I haven't overseas? done any overseas yet. Oh, we okay. just uh I've done a lot of like the gigs in the states and everything. And then um And that's all you're all ex military, right? Yeah. The everyone yeah. on that show. Yeah. Okay. And, so I uh, can't get booked as well. All right, calm down. <laughs> calm down. It's this is his time to shine. He, no, Please he stop. had a uh he actually had a comic hit one. He's like, Hey, I was ROTC. I'm, I'm sure like, he was no. laughed at. <laughs> yeah, I was not, a weeblo. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> but um I just started running a monthly <laughs> comedy show at uh it's called Bear Burger. Uh, John did our very first one. Oh, show. yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It was yeah. fun, man. Yeah. Um, I I have tried to produce many shows. I'm like 0 for 4, 0 for 5 in this town. But this is the what first What does time that mean? When, when you're 0 for, they're just... Like, it goes like three or four months, and then the club's oh, like, okay. hey, you know, it's... And, um, but I really like the way this group's going. The owner of it, I told him, I was like, look... I don't want to produce any more shows. And he's like, well, and so we sat down and talked and I told him, I was like, look, it's going to take a few months for this to get off. And he's like, dude, we're a restaurant. Like our money doesn't come from the, the comedy, comedy show? shows. So he's like, it comes from soft drinks. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to put it this way. He's like, I'm going to put it this way. If you want to do shows here, we're going to do shows here. So we'll see how it goes. Our first, we had a good turnout for the first show. I've, and, and I felt, I felt that, they sh that's a good attitude for them to have because if you didn't have that show, those people would none of those people yeah. would have been there. Yeah, and you would have a fairly empty. Was it a Tuesday or Wednesday night? It was a Thursday. It was a Thursday night. Okay, great. I'm good with weeks, but <laughs> days of the week. But um, but like that's you know that's a that's a regular weeknight. You know they wouldn't have been swamped or packed or yeah yeah. So next month, uh, well this month, 
we're opening the patio up. Yeah, nice. That'll be fun. That'll be cool. Uh, yeah, it's a 420 show, so a lot of marijuana yeah. sticks. A lot of marijuana, a lot of marijuana sticks, marijuana bro, sticks. out on the patio, yeah. bro. I'm also gonna stay away from the crispies. That's my new slang. <laughs> yeah. The crispies. Yeah. Hey, uh, has anyone seen Brian? Ooh, no, he had some crispies and a marijuana <laughs> stick. Okay, those aren't things. So where is Brian? <laughs> yeah, he's in the back crying and yelling at a tree. Okay. <laughs> That's good. A uh, 420 show. That'll be fun. Yeah, I got a fun. Who, who's on the lineup? Uh, Dave Waite, Jen Murphy, Mike Malone, Justin Foster, Allison Gill, and myself. That's a solid lineup. So uh, me and Jen are talking. Like, we ha- I have somebody else hosting it, and I already warned the uh, producer. The I was like, dude, I might smoke before I get on stage, which I can't do. But he's like, for that show, yeah, sure. that, that'll be funny. They'll and, accept you. Yeah, and he's uh, in a lot of, like, the owner of the place is, pretty f- pro 420 and he knows a lot of organizations around town so they're all coming to the show too. oh great so man we're looking to have a packed patio well it also us. helps have a venue that wants to be a part of this that's versus yeah. just yeah. letting yes. you do all the work and yeah. they don't do anything and then, and then getting mad because you didn't draw so many and the bartender yeah. sits there or mm-hmm. the person working there sits there and just stares angrily at Dude, the whole yeah. time that's uh, that is a really good point like <clears throat> the show can be you know you can have a mediocre turnout yeah. for the rest of the time you run it mm-hmm. as long as the owner of the restaurant is behind you yeah that's great because the opposite of that dude i did that i did a show with jen she'll tell you we went we got there there's like four people at the bar facing the other way i go hey why why are we why are you doing a comedy show here and the guy goes the owner likes it i go is the owner here he goes no I go, why are you doing a comedy show here? Ooh. There was nobody looking. He goes, he had Jen get on stage and do a half an hour, and he wanted me to do 45 minutes. It was the Brutal. worst, dude. It was the worst. But I'm like, and that's, a, that's an owner who wasn't behind it. He didn't support it. He didn't promote it. He didn't do anything. But if you have a guy who's like, yeah, dude, use the patio. Use this space. Have this. Maybe they'll do drink specials. Whatever. It's like, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That support. And I think, you know, the thing i take most pride in with my kind of shows are if you do one of my shows it's always a good lineup like i don't like to i mean yeah i was doing a show for a comedy club you know earlier this year and i mean yeah i could have cheated and just like went out and got a bunch of bringers and like hey but then it's like your names on the like people are like oh you're doing his show now it's like if i hit you up to do a show i want people to be like oh yeah his shows are always fun and it's a it's a good lineup and everything so that's what you know, I'm excited about this. Like, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's only the first show, and those are usually yeah. good draws anyway, but, you know. Or terrible. I mean, look, yeah. you, you have no fucking... That's the other thing, is you honestly don't know. You could put a comedy show in mm-hmm. an industrial park, and it could be the greatest thing ever, yeah. or you can put one where there's a million people walking by every day, and you never get an audience member. And just that stress you have, too, of... The f- if you're producing the well, show I can't like, even all imagine day. That like, you're, you're sitting f- around like, oh, man, let's see what happens tonight. Let's see what happens tonight. And just with this show, after talking to the owner, like I don't, I didn't have that at all. This, I was like, That's yeah, good. Dude, let's just, uh, let's have a fun show tonight. Let's see what happens. And I mean, he was making event, he was making the Eventbrite stuff for it. And he's like, do you want me to pay to like have it advertised on Facebook? And I was like, well, let's hold off on that in case you know there's a month where we might need a little more. But you know, let's uh, let's see what we have for our first show and just see where it goes. And we had a good turnout. And nice. So. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, we'll see you on MySpace, buddy. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> you got to check him out on MySpace, Justin. I'm going to 
upload my second set on there. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I had my first set on there too. Like that, that shouldn't have that on there. No one should ever put their first. I mean, Jesus, we all tried to do. Well, that. it's okay because no one's going to MySpace. Yeah. So the only thing <laughs> yeah. watching it right now are bots. Yeah. So <laughs> and the, I'm big in the bot community. And yeah. what, what if that became your fan base? And then they took over and they started destroying everything because your comedy <laughs> made them angry. <laughs> Of an infuriated an army of bots. We're all doomed. Uh, guys, that's uh, we're going to wrap it up, I think. Uh, right. Justin, Thank you 420 so show at Bear Burger. Uh, anything else you want to promote? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Justin underscore Wood underscore. Hey, a that's lot a lot of, of scoring underneath. A lot of Justin Woods out there. I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, also, don't forget your mothers on May 14th, guys. Uh, boutique. Boutique in a box. No, bouquet in a box. Sorry. That's what I meant. It's bouquet in a box. Bouquet in a box.com, guys. You go there, you type in the promo code Hollywood, and you get 15% off your Mother's Day order, guys. That's right. That's courtesy of us and bouquet in a box. Yeah. Bouquetinabox.com. Don't forget about your ma's on Mother's Day, May 14th. Thanks for listening, guys. Justin, thank you for being on the thanks show. Thanks for we having appreciate me. Appreciate it. Thanks, dude. And uh, thanks for organizing those shows for the vets. That's cool. Yeah, that is awesome. And that's the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe.